you can kind of look at not only past lives, but potential future outcomes. Remember thinking, wow, could I be this person? Sandra Deanne, and welcome to my podcast, Things I Talk About. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about the Akashic Records, and I am so excited to have Kayla with Akasha Awakened here with us to offer her expertise and insights into what exactly is the Akashic Records. I know that this is a subject that a lot of people aren't really sure they may have heard of, but we're going to really dive into it today and uncover exactly what it is. So I'd like to tell you about how I found Kayla and our experience together because she was actually the very first interaction that I had with my spiritual awakening journey. And I went today and looked back at my records and I booked my session with you in July of 2021, which was like a month after my awakening journey. And so I wanted to have a reader. I had heard about the Akashic Records. I can't say I really totally understood what it was, but I was all about somebody telling me insights about my life, who I am, because everything was just so fresh and new at that time. And I looked for all sorts of different people, and it was your red hair and a picture of you with flowers that was what sold me on it. It was the what drew me in. And then as I read some of your content, I was like, oh yeah, she's she's pretty badass. I resonate with this person. So I booked you and I am so glad that I did. And I don't want to go into all the nitty gritty because I could, but I just want to share a little bit for those listening to this so you can kind of see what the experience was like as Kayla goes in to talk more about it. So a couple things that, you know, like I said, I was really new to all of this. So a few things that she said, it, Kayla, it was like you laid the the stepping stones, the first stepping stones for me that set me out into where I am now, which is two years later. And it was funny because I was listening this morning. And when I did my reading with you, I actually asked you, where will I be in two years? So I think it is so crazy. Yeah, it is so crazy that we're sitting here today talking about this because it is July, you know, 2023, two years later. And so... A couple of things I wanted to point out is when I found Kayla, like I said, I was very new to this journey and I was very insecure as an individual. I looked at an email that I replied to you and I told you the whole sense of myself, of how I identify was wrapped up in my spouse, in my career at the time. And growing up in a, you know, fundamentalist religious 
home that was very toxic. I didn't have any sense of self. And one of the things you shared with me in the reading was you said, you're reluctant to shine, but this is your life where you are meant to be out to be seen, to share with others what you're doing, to get out there because your energy influences others. And when I heard that, I cried because coming from such a broken, (laughs) you know, home environment where I was at this point in my life realizing that there was no sense of self. You know, there was, there wasn't anything I felt like I had to offer. And so it was so empowering. And I could remember thinking, wow, could I be this person? You know, and it was like there was that part of me deep down that that felt it and wanted it and was excited about it. And you had, um, when I asked about where I would be in two years, you said that I would be, okay, just to let you know, I've got a rainstorm that just come came in. Florida, gotta love it. We're gonna keep going, but um, you know, I'll let you know if it gets too bad with thunder. Can you hear it? A little bit, yeah. A little bit. Oh my god! It's so funny. I said before we started podcasting, I was like, "Oh, it's gonna storm here," and now it's blue skies, and you got it. <laughs> you sent it over. No. <laughs> yeah. But I asked you where I would be in two years, and it was interesting because you described this scene where I was, um, you said, I see the wind, I see you by an ocean, and I see you have this sense of pride and accomplishment that you've birthed something new and creative. And I'll keep this story short, but basically at the time I had booked and got that reading with you, we had a trip scheduled for Greece. Well, part of your re- your reading also was bringing awareness to how my career was not the most aligned path for me. Part of switching my career meant I lost my Greece trip. So I was like, oh, there goes my beach in the wind and my hair, you know. But we last minute scheduled a trip and went to San Francisco. And the whole trip was standing on the edge of cliffs with the ocean and it was windy and I two weeks prior finished my manuscript for my book and had all that sense of like this is pivotal for me this is this is I have birthed this incredible thing that is coming from me so ah I could say so much but I just am so much gratitude for you and for sharing your gift so I just wanted to share that because for anybody listening I think it's fun to hear the two years later testimonials you know it's one thing to read it to where it's like yeah I just had this done but to two years later and there is so much depth to things that have come to pass through my work with you and that reading I had. So talk to us more about what the Akashic Records is. I mean, you tapped into this incredible information that has just played out for the last two years of my life. You know, tell us more about it. What is it? And, you know, your journey about how you got involved or interested in discovering, you know, this topic. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that 
uh, like you said, the two-year testimonial, because I'm personally someone who doesn't go back and check in. So when you hear about that stuff, you're like, wow, that is very cool. So thank you for sharing that because that's just awesome. I'm just beaming over here. I'm like, heck yeah. Um, Okay. So I'll start with defining the records and then we can go into how I found them. Okay. Yeah. So the Akashic records are known as like a fifth dimensional database. So we live in the third dimension. It's a couple dimensions up. So it's outside of the boundaries of time and space, which is why you can kind of look at not only past lives, but potential future outcomes. But just remembering that nothing, well, past lives, they happened as they happened, but the future lives or future experiences are based upon what we choose to do in the now. So it's very open-ended. It's just potential futures. So there's no time in the Akashic Records, first and foremost, which allows for that really robust view of what your soul is up to. And it's often described as a library. And it's the library of your soul's journey from the moment you were sparked into creation, all of your past stories, your present experience, and even your future potentials. So it's kind of, you want to imagine, you know, going up to a library and then you just, you need permission to go there and access an Akashic record, but you, you gather the data and you're saying, I'm looking for Cassandra, um, you know, soul, and we want to get some information. And as long as you're granted permission, then it kind of becomes soul to soul communication where my higher self's communicating with your higher self and relaying the information that's the most relevant to you. So it's seen as a library of all of your soul's journeys, all of your potentials, and everything just beautiful about you. Um, And the best way I've ever heard it described, if that's a concept where you're like, what the heck is going on here? The best way to describe it is kind of like comparing it to the internet or like, you know, um, and it's like an ethereal drive where we store things like on the cloud. So there's no physical location to the Akashic Records, yet it's storing a wealth of information that's outside time and space, just like the internet. All the information is right there right now, but you can't drive to where that is fundamentally stored. So we're really beginning to see even advancements in our society that begin to mirror the kind of data that's stored in the Akashic records. So um, that's the best and simplest way to describe it. I think that makes sense, right? Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so how did you, how did you get interested or how did your journey lead you there? What sparked that? So just like you were saying, I just, you know, you had mentioned, I just went through this awakening. That's almost exactly what happened to me. I, I was moseying through life, really not happy. You know, I had a job, I went to university, I did all the things I thought I was supposed to do. Um, I had studied something that was from the heart. And I thought that I was going to wind up in kind of this and I was I was in a humanitarian type profession working under government contracts. So I was doing something that was heartfelt. I went through the stages of life. And I was I'd been doing it and I wasn't happy. You know, it was compassion fatigue. When you work in kind of a humanitarian sector, there's not a lot of places to go. Either you're on the ground or you're managing the people on the ground. Yeah. And I didn't want any of that. And I was starting to really just burn out and I was tired. I was sleeping in. It was all these just awful things and no inspiration, nowhere to go really at a dead end. And I was probably like 27 at the time. So that was like five or six years ago. So 
I really felt I had like hit my max at 27. Like that's not <laughs> what you want to hear, right? Yeah. So it started with these weird dreams, actually. Oh, so I, and cool. I, yeah. So I never, I never used to have dreams that I would wake up wondering about, you know, it was just like standard dreams, right? Where you're like, oh yeah, that was me sorting out my day or my childhood memories, you know, you can really brush it off. They started having these weird dreams and they were like very ominous. So the one that I remember the most is I was in like this red desert and there was just nothing there. And there was this dead crooked tree and this like giant blackbird sitting on it. And he was staring at me and he wasn't talking, but I could hear him, you know. Yeah, yeah. And this is super weird because I was not intuitive. I wasn't overly spiritual. Like I was just kind of existing. So I remember, and he was kind of talking to me and he was like, look around, like, this is what you've created with your life. There's just nothing. Yeah. (laughs) And I was wow. like, oh, yeah, this sucks. <laughs> and it was so it made me start really thinking. And then there was just a string of other weird dreams. Um, some of them seemed like otherworldly almost. And I, yeah. I only say that because it was I remember being confused, like, where am I? I've never seen this before. Wow. And I like bent down and I picked up a flower and it looked like crumpled paper. Like, that's not what flowers look like here. <laughs> What's going on? So then I started going into like research mode because I'm, believe it or not, as someone who does this for a living, I'm still someone who needs to have like in some way empirical data. Like yeah, I want to yeah. believe it wholeheartedly, right? I'm not just going to take someone's word for it. So I started going on like the data hunt and one thing led to another. I ended up stumbling into Dolores Cannon. Are you familiar with her? Yeah, you recommended her book to me and she's like was a big part of my journey too. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. So Dolores Cannon, just the way that her story worked because she was doing uh, hypnosis essentially before the internet. Yeah. So there was no way for her to make this stuff up and she started gathering data that was very like people were saying the same things while hypnotized. Mm -hmm. And to me, that felt really empirical. So I was like, okay, hypnosis it is. And then I (laughs) decided to get hypnotized. And at the time I thought it was weird. I was like, I don't know what's going on. This is all made up. But after it kind of settles into your psyche a bit, I was like, I better research this too. And some of the things I'd seen while hypnotized were like verifiable events that happened in different timelines. So I was like, that's crazy. So suddenly I start to believe there's more to life. And I was like, I needed that. And I remember Mm -hmm. feeling like really grateful to my hypnotherapist because she just asked the right questions. She was willing to dive into those weird dreams and explain them to me. And I remember I thinking like, I want to do what my hypnotherapist did for me. I want to give people this remembering that there's more to life, that mm-hmm. there you can do anything, that like this place isn't as real as you think it is. Yeah. So just go for it. And so then I wanted to study hypnotherapy, but I just hit roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. And I was like, okay, maybe this isn't my thing. But you know, in life, when it's like a door keeps slamming, it's something else opens. Yep. So it like slam, slam, slam. And then all of a sudden, there was just the Akashic record just hit me at every angle. And I'd never heard of them, which is the craziest part. So it was like, they were in a book I was reading by Dolores Cannon. I remember like thinking that was a weird word. Yeah. And I remember like really registering it. I'm like, that's weird. I got to look into that. But I never did. And then it was just like an ad here, an ad there. And it was in a <laughs> different book. And I was like, okay, 
what is this? Yeah. And I signed up for like a, um, like a little like mini course that, Mm -hmm. and anyway, it just blew my mind right off the start. And then that's when I started seeking out mentors. I bought every book that there was, and then I just practiced it until it became like, as soon as I went in and, and got my feet wet in the Akashic records, I've like never left. I'm always just in there seeing what's yeah. going on. So I feel in some ways it was very divinely guided, <laughs> but yeah, um, that's my, that was my journey to the records anyway. Oh my gosh. I like, I love that. And I think that there are so many things that you said that I can relate to. And I, what I think is so interesting about your journey is how, like you said, you were already in a position that society's perspective would be like, oh, wow, you know, that what a fulfilling or like you said, like it was a positive, really good thing. And, you know, it's interesting how you were pulled down to this path that was really like cosmic in origin and, you know, you, the hypnosis and the diving into the, you know, psyche and things like that. Mm -hmm. I think it's so interesting. And, you know, like you said, it was like, I do believe human design was that way for me. It's like, that seed was left. And then I was like, uh, you know, and it just kept coming up and coming up. Like you said, yeah. it's like the universe just has a way to be like, okay, you know, go this way, yeah. you yeah, know, exactly. guide and direct you in that. And so, oh my gosh. Yeah. That's, that's, I love it. I absolutely love it. So now I've, I'm assuming that because I know when I did my reading with you and from what I've seen um, on your Instagram, now your Instagram, is it it's Akasha Awakened, correct? If people wanted to follow you and I'll definitely leave these links in the description, but I know that I love watching your channeled videos that you share. And so I know there's different ways people go about doing things. Talk to me a little bit more about like how it, can you share how it feels when you are going into the records and, you know, how you kind of receive and share that information a little bit for anyone interested or curious about how that you know, are you clairvoyant? Are you seeing it? Are you hearing it? You know, what is that process like? Ooh, okay. I love that you asked me this question because I remember, and I'm sure you'll agree with this. There's a point on your journey where you know you want something else, but you say, I can't because I'm not gifted or I don't have the time or I don't have the money. So I was somebody just first and foremost who started from the bottom. Like when I I did have like a government contract, but I had no money to my name. And I was like the least clairvoyant person that I knew. (laughs) (laughs) So I started like, I think everybody does have uh, clairvoyant gifts. They're just like a muscle. You got to like work them out to get and understand how they work. So for me, when I've, it's kind of been an evolution of getting information from the Akashic Records. So when I first started, It was like a painstaking process of me trying to like get information and how I would do that. So I want you to think about if you think about your reading and how much detail was in it, how long it used to take me to get that, because I would just ask a million and one questions and I would use a pendulum 
Uh literally a pendulum until it would pin down a particular story or a particular energy. So I would do like one hour readings. I'd present for an hour, but it probably took me four to five hours to get all the data. (laughs) Wow. So it was actually a very practical approach with just questions, pendulum. Mm -hmm. That's how it started. So you have to kind of know what you're looking for, though, to a degree, or you're just going to be in there for your whole life getting useless information. So um, that was how it started. So literally anyone can do that, right? Um, And then it kind of evolved because once you practice, it starts Mm -hmm. to move on. So now when I, I go in there, I still use a pendulum, but I it's very quick and I know what I'm looking for. And now I can start to like see things. So, you know, of all the Claire senses I feel as though like the visuals came last okay so it felt more if I was to say like what my intuition works like I think it's more like Claire knowing yeah I just suddenly like know something I don't know why I know it and then Mm -hmm. I start asking questions from there so I'm like why is this popping into my head or why am I thinking of this or why am I getting this sense so that would be I think how my Claire's work the best but I finally get visuals now so sometimes if I'm trying to put together a past life you know, I might see like cobblestone streets or I might see, um, you know, a flash of like a movie, like a vintage movie. And I'm like, oh, like, okay, are they like in, you know, the medieval times or whatever? And I can start to put together because I get these little visuals. Yeah. Um, And then channeling, like, I feel you're a great channeler too. I just, I feel like you have that ability. So then you basically just start speaking, right? And whatever comes, and you don't think about it. Yeah. And you just see what kind of comes out. And usually you'll kind of blow your own mind, right? (laughs) Yeah. I could have never made that up, right? (laughs) Yes. I get a, yeah, I've I've had a different um, ascended masters come to me and it's like, call upon and I'll get a name. And I'm like, I have no clue what you're talking about. I've never heard of that person. I'm not calling upon anything till I know what that is. And then I'll look it up and sure enough, it's something I've never heard of. So yeah, I feel you. Where you sometimes just kind of, and you have to like really trust the process. Like I think that's, and as someone who's like a recovering control freak, it was a really, it was a really, yeah, it was a really difficult process (laughs) to start trusting, but it's really about trusting trusting what you're doing. And just like anything, the Akashic records come like when you really start to dive in, there's an attunement that makes it way easier. Even though it is a resource that anyone can visit at any time, you're going to have a lot easier of a time if you're attuned to the records. But um, yeah, it's kind of that, that was my process. Yeah. And it built over time because I've been doing it for four years and it used to take me like multiple hours and now it's can be pretty quick. So that's good. Yeah. That's, yeah. I, that's awesome. Yeah. I understand what you're saying when I first started. Um, cause I would say my, my strongest Claire gift is Claire audience. And when I Ooh, first cool. started, yeah, when I first started, I'd get like one word <laughs> and I, you know, also was very logical. Like the learning to trust thing is big. Like that's, really big. And, um, I was in a program where I was like in a group session. So I would be reluctant to share, um, what word, because I mean, I'm getting a word, (laughs) you know what I mean? I, it felt like, okay, what do I do with that? Cookies, (laughs) you know? Um, (laughs) (laughs) but it was like, 
even though I didn't share, like the other people would share and there would be some significance tied to that, you know? So it's like, oh, I remembered making cookies with my grandmother. You know, this is what they were picking up. I'm like, okay, I'm not, I'm not too far off. But then eventually, like you said, it's a muscle that, you know, the more you surrender to and trust in and be attuned to that, it strengthens. So yeah. Oh my gosh. That, that is so cool. So, and I love that you mentioned channel because I think that's another word collectively that people get, um, a little anxious around that, that, you know, topic. And so I don't know, maybe we can kind of, uh, talk a little bit more about, about that and that subject. Um, because yeah, well, you are channeling, you know, the Akashic records when you're reading it. Mm -hmm. So if there's anybody that is, you know, cause I know, uh, especially like my husband, I have my awakening journey. He's just been along for the ride for a lot of this. And it's like, Oh honey, I'm getting this information and they're saying, and he's like, who are they? <laughs> you know? Um, exactly. so what, uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on, you know, someone being able to channel and for anybody that's new to the concept, um, how would you describe it? How would you, um, what would you say to someone that had questions about that? If someone were to ask about it. Okay. So I think like when people get freaked out about it, because yeah. like back in like the, I don't even want to like, like the eighties, I don't know when these people were doing it, but they would like let beings like enter their body and then claim to channel. Yeah. And it, that's freaky. Like even to this day, I'm like, that shit's freaky. Like, you know? <laughs> um, and it's, but to simplify it, like I, it's, it's just tuning into an alternate frequency. Yeah. Right. And uh, let's just think about changing the channel, right? You're changing the channel and then you're aligning your frequency to that. So when people do Reiki, that's channeling the rays, you know, channeling mm -hmm. the Akashic records and, you know, channeling when I see it in the records, let's say I meet someone who's really gifted as a channeler, this is how they'll or like the Akashic records describe it. Basically, it's someone who has a really powerful throat chakra. So the throat chakra itself is very potent. So their their data, their information, their gifts really come right through their words, whether spoken or written. And it doesn't really channel through. It doesn't really come down through the crown, through the brain, through oh. like it comes just like right out of their mouth. So honestly, the less they think about it, the more they relax wow. into it, the more aligned um, their information is. And usually what you're channeling, if you're not pro like actually trying to tune into something is like universal data, universal wisdom, yeah, which is often located in the same dimension as the Akashic records. So you just kind of have to let it flow. Yeah. And then some people willingly channel, you know, spirit, or sometimes people willingly channel like ascended masters, but for the most part, um, you know, it kind of just happens through just allowing it to flow through the throat chakra. And I, I they always um, give me the example. It's like, if you've ever said anything, like, and you're really heated, you're like angry or sad or frustrated and you say something and it's kind of shocking to you even. And you're like, wow, I said that really well for somebody who's not feeling yeah. 
myself. It's like, that's kind of a channel, you know, it doesn't come through the thought, the thought process, right? So it's just tuning into an alternate frequency and then aligning yourself to it and letting the the wisdom come through. That's awesome. That's, I've not heard of it through that um, with the throat chakra, but yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And you definitely described it in a wonderful way that feels practical and relatable. Like you said, it's like when you, sometimes you just like, it comes, things come out. It's just that sense of a, a tuned knowing or, you know, just flow. Um, yeah, that's awesome. So, okay. So I have a question for you. If this is something you feel comfortable with, I would love to hear, um, as someone that it's, uh, that is obviously very gifted in this area. Has there been anything recently topics that have come up or guidance or things that you are sort of tapping into that or receiving channeled information that would address the collective? And I know you're in Canada and I'm in the US. Mm-hmm. And so there's a little difference of energy, but collectively we're, we're definitely in a time of transformation and change. And it seems like there's so much dialogue out there, you know, even within the spiritual community, you know, there are groups that are like, no, do this and others saying, oh, do that. But I would just love to hear what in what intuitive guidance seems to be coming up, uh, flowing through you recently, relating to where we're at now in in this transitional point as a collective that we're in. Mm, that's a good question. So, uh, let me. So basically, what I've noticed, like just as you said, to lay the foundation of where we're coming from. Um, It has been a time of a lot of change, awakening, um, shocking transformation, you know, even just like, it's been unstable, you know, even if we think of like all the things we've been through, all the, the news, the information that's seeping out, and everybody I think is just generally confused, and really tired. So with that in mind, um, some of the recent messages have really been, and you even said there's do this and don't do that and do this. So I actually think that right now, the biggest message, it's kind of in two pieces, but it weaves together really well. It's like trust. Like you Mm -hmm. have to not trust other people, but trust yourself, trust your path, trust your, trust your feelings, trust your gut, because there's just way too much information out there. Like even, you know, you've probably seen it. It's probably even a bigger deal in the US, but like, you know, people are not watching the news anymore. They're starting to look into like people who are podcasting and because yeah. they, they don't know who to trust. So the answer is trusting yourself um, and trusting that good things can happen. There's a good path for you. And then also like self. Um, yeah. I'm seeing a lot of kind of call to arms, like where you normally would have sat back or where you normally would have people pleased or where you normally would have let a boundary slip. Like it's time to just like take up more space. And that even kind of echoes in the collective. Um, because do you use astrology at all? Oh yeah. The okay. North node and the so- North yeah. Node, yeah. The North <laughs> node flipped into Aries. Aries. And- I am like really aware of that because I 
am like, I am an Aries, first of all, but I'm terrible with boundaries. So I'm like, oh, here comes my grand, my grand test <laughs> in two years. I'm like, can you do it? Like, can you do it? So definitely like trusting oneself. And it's not just because of that. It was kind of like even Saturn being in Pisces. Um, and again, I do use astrology, but not for like, um, I don't believe that we're ever stuck in a cycle. We are always yeah. going to be and our spirituality will and our connection to self will always get us through anything that we're dealing with. So that's the yeah. core of all things. But being aware of what energies might be coming in your direction, super helpful. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, Saturn and Pisces, Saturn's such a dogmatic, hard worker, slow and steady wins the race. And he's kind of debilitated right now in Pisces. So yeah. even with that energy, there's this essence of like, this is kind of dream time now. Weird things can yeah. happen. You're going to have to go forward. You're going to have to trust your path, take one step every day. And all of a sudden in, you know, a year, you've really made a ton of progress. And then just, yeah, like kind of like embracing that fire. And yeah, it's really important that we do embrace that kind of self and that boundary and that self-love and self-sustaining because everyone's going to be a little feisty. You know, people mm -hmm. are going to try to push oh, your yeah. boundaries. People yeah. are going to demand your attention right now. So you have to be able to say, no, not interested. And because we're so tired and overstimulated and we just don't know what to do, the only way out of this is to develop that connection within. So that self-trust and that even just a boundary around what you will and won't do so that you have time yeah. for self-care, for grounding, for maintenance, because that's the only way. But then the coolest part about that energy is that it very much also makes us a superpower. We become leaders, we become brave, we become, um, you know, willing to stand our post, even if everybody else is kind of like, what are you doing? So yeah. I get a lot of like, main character energy, but in like a fantasy novel right now. Like It's, <laughs> it's gonna be weird. You're going to have to know that it can be you and you're going to have to develop that main character energy and yeah. hold it. So I've seen that a lot like uh, in readings lately. So late, uh, I always go through like phases. I have different, like my offerings are kind of always the same, but I'm always like focused on one and it seems, I just seem yeah. to attract people. So lately I've been working on people with more of their like karmic path. So what they actually came here and plan yeah. to do. Um, so I feel there's a lot of activations there because I don't think it's a coincidence that suddenly that's what I'm focused on. That's kind of a new area for me. So it's yeah. like, okay, you came here. These, these are the things you had planned. You're at a junction. Mm -hmm. Now we need to lean into that, that destiny that you wrote. Yeah. It's not binding. You can do whatever you want, but mm -hmm. I think we've, we're all kind of like traumatized from the last few years, right? Yeah. So in that trauma response, we want to just, you know, stay where it's safe and be comfortable. We don't believe that we can be the main character of our story. We don't believe that we can have nice things, but the collective energy is essentially saying the exact opposite. So yeah. we have to like yeah. watch out for the jargon and the suppressing energy because it's just really not what the collective is saying but the news and the media and people that want us to stay where we are are going to keep feeding us yeah yeah the things that make us stuck right so mm -hmm. that's kind of my vibe is that what you're picking up on oh, oh i well? i 
Yeah, I love that. And there's so much, yeah, that I could, you know, follow with you on that. But it's interesting because I've not really heard um, Pisces mixed in, but you're right, like with Saturn there. And it's interesting because um, my, I'm Mercury is in Pisces in the fifth house. Okay. Yeah. Well, (laughs) but it's funny because I know in the beginning we were talking about logic stuff and needing that logical, practical, you know, um, I also have like, like eight different aspects to my Neptune. Um, so there's just like, it's like, it's battling a little bit of the practicality and the ability to dream. And so it's like, I feel like all of this unusual Pisces energy is like just swirling. And it's like, I dip my toes in. I'm like, okay. But, I, but then it's like, I, oh, I'm in, I'm learning to balance that letting go of that practical application, Mm -hmm. you know, and just kind of like embodying, allowing that portion of myself to be because yeah, with it being the fifth house ruled by Leo and, Mm -hmm. you know, that heart energy. Um, yeah, but, oh yeah, I'm a, I'm, so I'm an Aries as well and I'm a Libra rising. So it's like, I'm right on the axis for the North nodes. And, um, yeah, so you're right. I feel like, and it's funny because sometimes, because I, I did grow up so sheltered and my life was pretty much so fixed in one direction. I'm not aware sometimes of how other people feel, but you know, I felt like, and I could be wrong, but that there's a general essence that society does not want us to feel free to come to our own conclusions and pass. And, and it's like, you have to fit in this box or this box, or, you know, it has to be neat and tidy and look this way. And I feel like, yeah, with this Aries energy, um, with the North node and, you know, and I don't know if you've heard this, but, uh, with, Venus retrograde in Leo, it's like the first time it's ever the whole retrograde has been in one sign of Leo. Um, And so I'm like, well, there's obviously, like you said, like getting in touch with self, you know, and, and, you know, understanding that, yeah, it's not, that's not bad. Like for me, I was raised, that's bad. Mm -hmm. You know, others come first always. If you're a good person, you know, you're considerate of all of these other things and then you self-reflect where it's really the opposite is what I've come to feel in myself is like when we figure that stuff out ourselves, that we're naturally more loving, caring, cooperative with everybody else because we're not trying to project things. We're not trying to get somebody else to fulfill some hole within our own being. And so, yeah, I, I trusting yourself, like you said, and kind of like embracing yourself and your power. I love, I love that. Yeah. I can definitely resonate with that as well. And I love the Pisces bit you added. And just like you said, like something else I've really noticed, you were saying 
you know, when we actually love ourselves and take care of our own needs and and do what we need, we are more loving and compassionate. And then we're Mm -hmm. also more willing to be in love with others or go and be around others because like something I've noticed in my own life is because I don't have proper boundaries or I didn't have proper boundaries. I became really isolated and I didn't want to get into relationships. I didn't want to commit to events. I didn't want to be around people because I was so used to being manipulated by people or overused. You know what I mean? Like people want, Oh, do this, do this. And I couldn't Mm -hmm. say no. And suddenly you're not showing yourself that love or compassion. And then the world around you mirrors that, right? Mm -hmm. So when we do turn inwards, it's definitely not selfish. Like you said, it actually enhances our relationships. And something I understand, it's something that I had a dream about actually. And it could be a teaching, but I don't, I never studied um, astrology really formally. And, you know, the lower six, like the lower six signs You have to master that before you can be on the other side of the scale. So with the Aries and Libra, you have to love yourself in order to have loving relationships with others, you know, or even just with Leo, we talked about it. You have to find the light within yourself before you're going to be a guiding light in Aquarius. So, yeah. And then vice versa. If you're up in Aquarius and you've lost your inner light, you're going to have to come back down to Leo and find it because you're not an effective leader anymore. (laughs) So every. Everything ties in and the answer is always self. Find it within yourself mm-hmm. and then you you start to appreciate yourself and then you see yourself as a leader, right? And that yeah. is exactly mm-hmm. the theme of the collective right now. Yeah. Which I think a lot of people aren't going to like that though, oh. <laughs> you know, because that's the thing is like, there's always going to be that polarity that's life, you know? And so it's like, I feel like at least that's the existence where I'm right now. And I think, yeah, that that people people don't want you to feel like you're, you know, it's like when we feel like we're constantly trying to please someone, obey the mm-hmm. rules, you know, do what we've been instructed to, then we're manageable and exactly. predictable. Where it's like if you're like saying empowering yourself to be like, wow. I'm awesome. I've got this awesome energy. And you know what? You're not like me, but you're awesome too. Because yeah, it's like this, this, as long as we're trying to put people in boxes, there's always going to be a box. Someone fits over here. Someone fits over there. But when we take that away and allow ourselves to be our own individual expression, it's, I feel like it's easy to accept differences and value differences because it's coming from more of an aligned place because yeah I feel like when we all we all are unique puzzle pieces and more the more we embody that the more we can bring the unity the puzzle together to formulate the collective whole picture so yeah I love love it and I love, I love what you said about the astrology. I've not, I've not thought of it that way, but yeah, that, that, that's beautiful. And it's simple. That's like awesome. I'm all about, mm-hmm. let's just keep it simple. Like not because the details don't matter. Yeah. I am a Virgo moon. I want every detail. Okay. <laughs> but I think like we can get lost in it. So when I do anything, I like to know it so well that I can make it simple. Um, obviously I'm not yeah. quite there with astrology yet. Cause I don't think you'll ever know it well. Like there's just so much to it, but um, yeah, <laughs> it's just, yeah, no, I really, I really feel that. And 
you know, talking about putting people in boxes to keep people manageable, um, you know, that's exactly right. And I think that's why from the moment we're born, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and walking, talking beings five years old are being placed in a in a world where we're, it's designed to remove trust from self. Yeah. Right. Um, because mm-hmm. if we actually all just trusted ourselves, like you said, we would all celebrate each other's differences. We would be free to pursue whatever path we wanted and feel confident that we could. Mm-hmm. Like it is the answer. And I also feel that's why things are so noisy right now, because I think that this yeah. energy does scare, you know, the status quo. Yeah. You know, uh, one yeah. of the last times, I don't know about the last time, but I always look for empirical data. So I'd have looked up what kind of historical events happen when Aries is the ruling node. And um, one of the last big time periods was in the late 60s when there was like love over war and people were rallying the streets Uh and they were opposing what the government was doing. And, you know, people were taking back some semblance of like freedom. And then right after that, when Pisces became the node, it was very spiritual. You know, Woodstock was saying, yeah, So we're at a pivotal time as a collective where, you know, history repeats itself. And I think that Mm -hmm. that energy can be kind of threatening. You know, it can be a little bit volatile. We all, we're both Aries actually. So it's funny that we both have red (laughs) hair. So, you know, I, I know what it's like to be fiery and it can be volatile. So I think it is, you know, threatening. So I think that's why there's just so much confusion and there's this knowledge and that knowledge and it makes us confused. So we just choose to do yeah. nothing. Like even think about one of the easiest examples is the health community. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. people say uh intermittent fasting is the answer to everything and then the other people are saying eat more. Yeah. And yeah. Basically there's just too much knowledge out there. To the Mm -hmm. point where we can't figure out or discern what's true or untrue. And that's why it's up to us. And the answer is not going to be found, especially not during this node. The answer is not going to be found out there. It's going to be found within for sure. (laughs) That's really good. Hopefully anybody listening here feels like they have a good knowledge on you know, a little bit more, maybe, what would I say, comfort in this these topics. I feel like you did a beautiful job describing them in very relatable terms that are easy to digest. It was, like I said, there was multiple things um, that came to pass for me in my reading. And I mean, if we have the time, a couple more things I'll mention. And then I want to give people, um, let people know how they can get in touch with you. But one other thing that was neat is that uh, you described me as a divine manifester in our reading together, okay? And this was prior to me going down the path of learning human design. And also a part of that same reading, there was one thing, and I think this is neat to share. There was only one thing that I that you said, I was like, oh, that's not me. That's that's not me. And I think you're gonna laugh when I tell you this. Because you're like, 
you you described this you described a lot of contrasting energy that i have and and you're like yeah you're like this you know you can manifest anything and you just are so like your energy influences everybody around you but it only comes when like you are doing your thing which i mean hello human design i'll get into that more but you said, but you also have this very like technical, logical side of you that is kind of constantly tug of warring with that aspect. And you said you have the capability of understanding like complex systems and um, analogy, uh, like processing data and information and stuff. And one of my biggest shadows has always felt been, I don't feel very intelligent. Like I kind of just skimmed through my education based on my home upbringing and I didn't have a supportive space to feel like I can kind of dive into, you know, my education and I didn't go to college. But anyways, it was funny because I was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's OK. The whole reading was spot on. Otherwise, it's OK. That one part was off. <laughs> and then it's funny because I dove into human design. And if nobody has ever, if anybody has not looked at human design, just pull your chart up and look at it for a moment and you'll be overwhelmed by information. It is such a system, you know, that is like layers and layers and layers of complicated information. And I picked it up like that. Like it was, I picked it up like it was nothing. Wow. I certified, I certified super quick. It was like I unlocked a portion of myself, which I know in that reading, you were also the first person to identify me as a blueprint or soul origin. And I feel like some of that also is a part yeah, of that. I was that, just going to say, that I feel was, like that's a huge connection because you're like reading blueprints literally for people's soul. <laughs> And so it was like this part of me just like flew open. Like, I mean, it wasn't like a trickle. It was it was just so rapid to where I just understood the concepts. I understood the I Ching. I can actually intuitively read the I Ching without the book. And most times it's like spot on to the hexagram. And this is something I don't it's like. I didn't learn that anywhere. You know, it was just this knowledge, this system, which it's all connected together. Human design, the I Ching, you know, astrology. I have to read a lot of astrology, you know, because as a human design reader. And and so afterwards, I was like, Kayla was right. Kayla was right. It was there. I just was in that shadow expression, you know, so and then in human design, I'm a manifesting generator, which is literally you're supposed to do whatever the heck you feel like you want to do. And as long as you're following that, you're like magnetic to and, you know, um, others that are around you in your presence without even having to really do anything. Um, and so I was like, oh, my gosh, because I know at the time, you know, you didn't talk about it through like a human design perspective or <laughs> anything like that. Um, I didn't know anything about human design. And uh, you also said that in the reading, it was so funny. You said um, you're like, 
I'm being told you're supposed to call upon Archangel Michael. And you were like, uh, something about cleansing you with his, his blue flame. And you're like, I don't know if that's a thing. <laughs> like in the reading, you were like, uh, you're going to have to look that one up on your own because I don't know <laughs> exactly. anything about it. I did it. not know about that at the time. No. <laughs> and so it was so fun because it is a thing. Absolutely. The blue flame is associated with him. And not only that, but a part of human design is actually that they define your Godhead that influences your energy the most. And guess who my energy no. was? Archangel Michael. Oh my God. And so, yeah. So, like, spot on. Like, he's like a big part of like everything that I do, um, you know, and there's a lot there. So, anyways, wow. so yeah, you can see here we have the two years later testimonial coming from knowing nothing. Like, guys, I knew nothing about this stuff, you know, and all of this just unlocked with this reading and I cannot recommend her more highly like so if you are looking for a reader definitely go check her out Kayla tell us how people can get in touch with you and tell us what you're presently working on that or offering that you're super excited about for that people can check out okay Thank you so much for saying so many kind things. And I love that you shared that with me because that's mind blowing. Like it's mind blowing. So um, <laughs> if people want to get in touch with me, uh, like Instagram, um, which is just Akasha Awakened. Um, I have my little link tree and I always put uh, whatever is kind of up and coming in there. So you can see it right on my page. And if you want to just browse it all, um, www.akashaawakened.com. So very nice and simple. And if you want to get to know more about like your soul gifts, um, there is a manifest session on my site. And that's the one that Cassandra is referring to, where I talk about your gifts, how they work for you, um, how they can help you manifest, uh, what you want to watch out for. And then, of course, um, some some interesting information about like where your soul is coming from in this life and what you're kind of up to. Uh, and then lately, like I said, I've been working on karmic path. So it's just, that's awesome. I've been, and so because there's all this information about your soul's journey, your soul's data, I've been kind of pulling up the blueprint that you wrote for this lifetime. And I don't believe that you're bound by it. Again, you can do whatever you want with that information, but trust me, we often have really lofty goals and it's kind of nice to see what they are. And I always highlight the stepping stones like, okay, well, this is going to be something you're going to want to address because it's kind of what's limiting you right now. So I am working on those. And because it's a new offering, for the 2023 summer, they're actually at a very discounted uh, rate because I'm still getting my feet wet with it. So if you're interested in just getting your feet wet with that, they are on special for the summer. So we got a couple more months left, I think. And awesome. yeah, if you don't know where to start and you have questions, don't hesitate to reach out. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for talking with me today and kind of catching yeah, up on like how things me. played out. Yeah. Um, it was, it was awesome. So thanks again. And, uh, yeah, anybody listening, definitely go check her out. It's, uh, definitely 
life changing (laughs) to receive one of these readings. So, all right. Well, thank you for listening. And in the description, I will have all of Kayla's information so you can find her. And until next time, I will talk to you later. Have a lovely day. (laughs) Bye. Bye.